When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. We love talking to John Clayton. ESPN's John Clayton joins us every Thursday at this time. It's the only time and place that you get to ask the professor your questions. So if you want to get on in, 786-360-0790. You can also ask your questions on the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line 67974. John, how massive was that win in Seattle? Oh, it was un- unbelievably good. What does that them. do for the program right now in terms of turning that leaf and, and Russell, you know, feeling a little bit better and getting healthier? It puts them back on that Super Bowl path because, you know, that's every year it's pretty much the same thing. You know, since they put this team together, they get around November, they start, start to get hot. You know, they get Cam Chancellor back, so all of a sudden communication and the defense gets better, big playability gets better. Next week, Michael Bennett gets back from his knee injury, so that defensive line's going to be that much better. But the big thing is turning around that offense. And when you've seen the injuries that Russell Wilson has been playing through, an MCL injury, a third degree, which normally would take you out four weeks, a high ankle sprain. I mean, his immobility held back things on the offense, but he was still good enough to be able to get this offense working to some degree. Now they're getting the running game starting to turn around. I think right now things are set for them to probably run off to about maybe an 11-4-1 or maybe a 12-3-1 record. Last week, week 10 of the season, by far the best week of the season, correct? Yes. Best games. Is the football just getting better because the season's going on, or is that just random? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to say it random at this stage because it was a great week. Uh, you can see the timing of it. And really, when you think about the way that the, the NFL sets their schedule, once they get around Thanksgiving and once they get past the World Series, they tend to want to try to get some of their better games out there. You know, like in past years, once they get past the World Series, sometime in November they would have that annual matchup with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And so they try to get the big games. But they had two big games set last week in Dallas uh, – and Pittsburgh, and then Seattle, New England, and you can saw they draw monster ratings. I mean, a 14-3 for the uh, Brady game, and then a like a 18, I think it was, or 17-8 for the Steeler game. And so that boosted ratings at a time the ratings were about. But here's still where their problem is. You know, so many of the teams that would be considered good are not good. You know, for example, Carolina, not good. Some of the teams with great quarterbacks, uh, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, not playing well. And so it's taken away a draw to a point where you look down the rest of the schedule there's about 22 games featuring teams with winning records against each other which is somewhat in the normal phase but the unusual part about it it's not the usual big headliners like for example it's not say Aaron Rodgers going up against Tom Brady I mean it's now uh, Trevor Simeon going up uh, against uh, Philip Rivers or something like that so that's that's going to be interesting to see how the ratings go I mean you saw the great ratings of the Sunday game and then here's Eli Manning going up against Andy Dalton and it gets a 7-9 on ESPN. That's .7, by the way, uh, lower than last year. This weekend, obviously, the Dolphins are taking on the Rams. The the decision to start golf, that came from way above Fisher, correct? You know, most people think that's the case. Now, Jeff is claiming it was all his, uh, but you know, the way that I had kind of scoped it out, that 
you know, you want to try to give Jeff Goff, Jared Goff the best chance to, you know, have a good start. Okay. So I thought that their tact would be to wait three more weeks because remember next week they play at new Orleans, a loud place. that's going to be tough for him to win in a scoring shootout that he doesn't have the weapons to be able to have a shootout. Then the week after that, that's new England. So to put him in, in this Miami game is a little dangerous because if he loses it, there's a very good chance that Jared Goff's start would be 0 and three. So my thought was that Jeff was kind of maneuvering it. So they would start him against Atlanta in a home game in early December, where at least he'd get four games and a chance to come off with a little bit of a better record. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday where, yeah, next week, New Orleans, road game, loud, uh, you know, your, your line's not going to be able to hear the signals and whatnot. And then, of course, the Patriots, Belichick, you don't want that to be your first start. But I think going up against this Dolphins defensive line, Cameron Wake, who's playing like a pro bowler right now, and Dominican Sue is having a, as good a year as he's ever had. Uh, I, I feel like that's that's not the easiest scenario for your first ever start either. No, and that's why I think the conspiracy theory seems to be out there because, I mean, from timing-wise, this isn't a great time to try to do it. I mean, it's a stretch of three road games in four games. I mean, this one game is kind of that little bit of a respite in the sense that it's home, but your matchup isn't uh, great because, first off, you're right. That offensive line has not blocked well, and to try to contain Indomitian Sue who can crush the pocket. That's not good. You know everybody's been successful in stopping the run because Todd Gurley's getting eight in the box the entire time, so he doesn't get any opportunities to get any holes to get yards. So this one, this one's a tough matchup. That's why you know I thought all along it was going to be in the Atlanta game in December, not the Miami game here in November. John, is there any kind of buzz nationally about the Dolphins right now? No, not really. No, I don't think so. Uh, I think that you can see things are going better, but also the schedule's easier. I mean, this is the easy part of the schedule where they're playing teams with losing records or teams that are equal to or they might be better than. And I think that you can see that, uh, you know, there is a better culture that Adam Gaze is now being able to go. You're seeing some better play on the defense, which I think is encouraging. Great running. There's no question about it. But Buzz, I don't get that feeling nationwide. Is that the answer you wanted, Zazo? Oh, I, I wasn't looking for an answer that I wanted either way. Uh, I'm just wondering if, yeah, I was just wondering if, I mean, four in a row, you know, and uh, Ajayi, but I I totally get it. It makes sense. I mean, Dolphins are not, uh, I mean, John, there was a time where, obviously, you go back 10, 15 years ago, where since the 70s, okay, the Dolphins had been a national team, and and that's just not the case anymore. No, I would agree with that. Uh, I, you know, it doesn't even translate to the point where you get to see them much on national TV. And so uh, it's not that they're irrelevant. They're a relevant team. But I still think that you know the nation still looks at them as like, oh, there's that 8-8 eight and eight Dolphin team. And, uh, you know, we'll see if it gets better than that. But these are the, they're winning the winnable games, and you can't fault them for that You know, when the schedule gets tougher in uh, December. And, and that's where the, the other part of it is because – from the national buzz, I mean, what are they fighting for? They're really fighting for a wild card because I don't see, envision any way that they're going to be able to catch the New England Patriots. And so you look at the wild card race and pretty much it's set for the West because three teams from yep. the West are going to win 10 games at least, it looks like. That'll be Kansas City, uh, the Oakland Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. And I struggle to see right now if the Dolphins can get to 10 wins. John, this week in our humiliation pool, Tobin chose the 49ers over the Patriots. Now, he's doing that because he wants to throw the pool this week because our humiliation involves the Miami Heat dancers. So he's trying to lose so that he can stare at those ladies. Is there any chance that his plan's going to backfire? I know Tom Brady has an issue with his right quad. 
Rob uh, Gronk, of course, had that big hit against him. I, I know uh, there's some other injuries on this Patriots team. Let the dancing begin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because there's no way. I mean, this 49er team is too bad, and this uh, Patriot team is too good. So, And particularly knowing that there's a little emotion there from a Bay Area guy like Tom Brady getting a chance to go in San Francisco and play, there's no way possible the 49ers can win this All right, one. So his, his, plan, his plan is going to work. <laughs> his plan's working. Yeah, it is. No, you got this one down. I mean, it's a well-executed plan. John Romo, we all saw Tony Romo this week. Go ahead and admit the obvious of this is now Dak Prescott's team. Do you see the Dallas Cowboys stumbling at any point moving on in this season after beating the Steelers the way that that happened? Yeah, they'll lose some games. I don't, I don't doubt that. I mean, you know, I think that they'll probably be maybe three more losses down the stretch, but that's not going to be a stumble that's going to change the equation because Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott have done so well, particularly behind that offensive line. And you can see that the formula that Dak Prescott gives them is a workable formula. And because of that, you don't want to change it. And so knowing there's going to be some tough division games coming up, that uh, you know puts it in some you – know, but so many things are stacked in their favor. I mean, at the moment, they're on pace to be the number one seed in the NFC, and Tony – unfortunately for his situation recognized that and you know made a very strong statement in accepting the fact that he now is going to be the backup and probably to be the backup if he ever wants to stay there the rest of his career so in at least in Dallas so it's a tough one for him because after all these years of great quarterback play and even now considered to be one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league he has to realize that hey his days as a Dallas Cowboys starter are over unless there's an injury. Does Jerry Jones look like an absolute genius right now with his draft classes in the last few years? Uh, in the last year, Stephen Jones gets credit for the offensive line because Stephen was the one that pushed him on taking some of the offensive linemen. This was the year that Jerry kind of took things back and pushed the idea to go to Ezekiel Elliott when everybody thought they needed to go defense with, like, say, a Jalen Ramsey or somebody like that. Uh, he looks like a genius there, and the scouting department looks like a genius in going for Dak Prescott. Because remember, it's not as if they uh, sat there and said, "Op, here we go. Fourth round, we're going to be able to steal Dak Prescott. Remember, Jerry Jones was the one trying to trade up to get Paxson Lynch. John, hang on here. We're going to get some questions for you coming up next segment, all right? Sounds good. All right. Every week, John Clayton, ESPN, he joins us getting your questions. The only place, the only time that you get to talk to him yourself. So if you want to get on board here, 786-360-0790. Also on the Coral Springs Automobile Kia text line, 67974. More with John Clayton next. ESPN's John Clayton joins us every Thursday at this time. He'll take your calls, your questions, 786-360-079. You can also text them in on the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line at 67974. Hey, 79 Ticket brings you the Riptide Music Festival powered by Ford, December 3rd and 4th, Fort Lauderdale Beach. You got Earth, Wind & Fire, AWOL Nation, B-52, Silver Sun Pickups, a whole lot more. It's brought to you by Corona. Find your beach. Please drink responsibly. VIP sponsor, Associates Medical, MD Medical Group, South Florida's Choice for Your Health Care. Also sponsored by I Heart Mac and Cheese and Cabo Flats Cantina and Tequila Bar. We provide delicious bites in the VIP area. It's an all-ages show. Tickets are on sale now at theticketmiami.com. All right, let's, uh, we'll get in some calls here and some questions for you, John. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's start off here. We got Russ. Russ, go ahead with your question for John Clayton. Thank you. I'd like to know where you think my uh, San Diego Superchargers go from here. When I drafted Melvin Gordon, they said his performance would be poo-poo. It hasn't, but I don't, I'm perplexed about the team's prognosis. 
Yeah, the team's prognosis is uh, not too good. You know, they're going to be up and down because what happens is Phillip Rivers puts up a lot of points, but the defense gives up a lot of points. Joey Boza has been a great addition because now if the games are closer, he works off the other side of Melvin Ingram and they can, you know, come back and, you know, close off some games or get a few big plays. Problem is he's been banged up with an ankle injury and playing with it the last couple of weeks and hasn't been as effective. But overall, you know, what their accomplishments are off on off offense are trumped with what they are on defense and that's unfortunately why they've lost so many leads and it's they're all shootouts and sometimes they just shoot themselves in the foot here is royal royals up next for john clayton go ahead hey what's going on just want to know if there's a good chance of uh, tony romo going to the jets next year and if so um would it be a good fit you know, there's a chance. I think if you start to look at the teams that maybe he could go to, the only teams that would make sense would be the Jets and maybe the Chicago Bears. Now, the question is going to be that, uh, you know, Mike McCagnan, the general manager, may take the tack that it's tie- it is too dangerous to keep going with older players because that's what they've done the last couple of years. Pick up an older Matt Forte, an older Darrell Rivas, and in, in many ways they're paying the price because they're playing like an old team. So the Jets would make sense. Probably Chicago would make a little bit better sense. On the text line here, John, is Thomas Rawls the lead back now in Seattle? He will be. Uh, going into this game, it's going to be C.J. Procise just because he had a good game last week against New England, and Rawls is coming back after a long absence with that leg injury. But as each week goes, Rawls will end up being the starter. So probably not this week. See how he does this week to see if he can be the starter next week. John, do you think the Raiders are going to be able to afford to sign their young nucleus of stars in the future? If not, who do you see being left out? Uh, you know, they'll have to find a way to do it, and it's not going to be easy because Khalil Mack's going to command big dollars, and it's going to probably cost way over $20 million to get Derek Carr. But those are the two guys that I think that they'll have to find a way to keep. You know, if they need a franchise tag to you know buy an extra year, they'll do that. But, you know, they're going to have other guys that they're going to have a difficult time keeping because, you know, until they get into a new stadium, whether it's Vegas or someplace else, you know, the money resources are a little bit limited. On the text line at 67974, John, are the Redskins and Kirk Cousins the real deal? Well, they're a good team that they can get you get a wild card. Uh, they, I was at the game last week against Minnesota, and Kirk's a very accurate quarterback. You look at his completion percentage. They're not very good in the red zone, and that has to be a concern. And defensively, they're a little bit off. They're a good team, just not a great team. We've gotten multiple questions about the Giants. Texters wondering if the Giants have any chance at catching the Cowboys. Uh, right now, I'd say no. I know it's a two-game lead. They do have the one chance, but it would have to be a stumble. Because uh, when you look at the Giants, even though they're better on defense, they're still not getting the most out of their offense. And that's a lot of it's because the lack of the running game. And so where that, last year they were a 26-point offense, now they struggle to get 20. So they have to fix that up. But I guess technically they can. And, I mean, you look at that division. I mean, there's a lot of division games coming up. I think like six uh, NFC East games. All with these teams with winning records, but it would have to take a pretty good stumble, I think, right now for Dallas to the division. John, what kind of game is this weekend for the Dolphins against the Rams? Is this a game that the Dolphins can win by double digits? Uh, not double digits because I think the Rams' defense is too good. Now we'll see where they are with Robert Quinn, who has a little bit of an illness. We don't know what it is. And that's the one thing you can see that uh, Jeff Fisher is very good at doing. He's able to keep teams to 20 or less points. So uh, the, the question now for the Rams, can they score points? They weren't able to do it with Case Keenum. I mean, what, two touchdown drives in three games. And now you put in Jared Goff as a rookie. And I don't know if they're rushing it or not. They say that he's been really, really 
ready to start for about five, six weeks. They elected to go with Case Keenum. But when you look at that offense, the lack of receivers, the inability to run the football, you know, you don't see many points. I mean, so maybe they score 10. The only way that I think the Dolphins can win by 10 is if they get 20. Where are you this weekend? I am going to Indianapolis, Tennessee, in Indianapolis. All right, very good. Uh, excellent job as always, John. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.